Welcome back to the Commodore Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Ellis of VUCommodores.com. Thanks for tuning in to another show this week. Anyone paying attention to spring sports here at Vanderbilt knows that the Commodore lacrosse team is off to a historic start. The Commodores are currently 9-2, uh, 1-0 in their first year in the American Athletic Conference after beating East Carolina this past weekend. Big matchup on tap this weekend at Florida, a ranked Florida squad that is every year seemingly a powerhouse in lacrosse. So a big test on hand for the Commodores here. Um, as they continue what's been a historic surge for this program. As Vanderbilt continues its best start in program history, we decided to sit down with first-year head coach Beth Hewitt. Um, Not an unfamiliar face here on West End. She was an assistant here for the past few seasons, was promoted to head coach this offseason, and uh, has really changed the culture here um, for the Commodores as they have found success in non-conference play and in the early goings of conference play. So we decided to sit down with Beth to sort of reflect on what's gone right for the Commodores. Uh, She discusses how she's really worked to return fun to the culture of this program and enjoying the game of lacrosse. She talked about some key figures on this team who have made an impact uh, so far this season, Emily Matthewson, Melissa Hawkins, among others. And she talks a little about what she's learned as a head coach. She was previously a head coach before she got to Vanderbilt, went to be an assistant here with the Commodores and is back to being a head coach. And talks about what she's learned along the way that has made this season's success possible. So really enjoyed sitting down with Beth in the middle of their really successful season. And uh, we hope you enjoy our conversation with Vanderbilt lacrosse head coach Beth Hewitt. Well, Beth, your team's been one of the really exciting stories, I think, of spring right now. Um, y'all are 9-2, and 1-0 in AAC play, um, heading into Florida this weekend. What's kind of the vibe around the team right now? I would think just in terms of, obviously, uh, a coaching change and maybe a change in culture that people knew things would be different, but there seems to be excitement around the program right now. How would you kind of assess that? Yeah, I think there's a lot of excitement about change in general, and I think, you know, I was a little bit, new and a little bit familiar so I was kind of a a middle of the road and I think you know people didn't really know what to expect with that and I think we've made we've made some nice changes um, in terms of just the way we start practice um, you know the way we kind of approach the game and just trying to talk a lot about having fun while you're playing the sport because if you're going out every day at the grind and you're not enjoying it, it's it's pretty hard to get out there and, and work really hard every day. So that's been really kind of the focal point for us this year is get out, compete, and f- have fun and, and enjoy the time with your teammates. I think um, going into the American Conference was really exciting for us too. Just a little bit of a change, some familiar foes in Florida, of course. But um, just kind of excitement around even even ECU last weekend, going to a new place, mm-hmm. new program, just looking at a different scout. Um, it's pretty exciting for the girls, I think. Yeah, I know you and I had talked previously, and you had mentioned sort of returning the fun a little bit uh, to the sport. You touched on that there, but just how important is that? You've been around coaching for a while. You've been around student-athletes for a while. Just because you're having to balance the academics of Vanderbilt with the athletics of, of playing in a major conference, uh, just to make sure you're enjoying yourself, how important is that as a coach to see that from your players? I think specifically at Vanderbilt it's really important. Yeah. Um, it's something that, you know, I think Rob Bray is, is really, great at kind of reminding me every day that you know if we're not out here enjoying it then then what's the point of being here and you know with our rigorous academics the girls schedule is so demanding that we know that the you know two to four hours we get out of them a day needs to be competitive and needs to be um, intentional but 
reminding ourselves that we we play our best when we're loose and there's a there's a kind of fun intensity I think about this group and we it's the right balance um, and that can teeter on a daily basis you know sometimes it, it can be you know we're not we're not always perfect there's going to be days that the coaches are of course not super happy with the play but I think on our best days we have that right balance and and just try to give them a little bit of a break from from what they have to deal with in the classroom and in the studies and things like that you mentioned this a little bit but <clears throat> having been not an unfamiliar face when hired as the head coach here so you brought both continuity and sort of a new a new taste to things uh, adjusting to being the head coach you've been a head coach previously obviously at, at other places but adjusting to that and knowing that you had to sort of change things up how did you kind of strike that balance between maintaining sort of making sure there is that continuity and also knowing that things had to change yeah I actually think that was kind of the trickiest part of my hiring is you know we really felt like we had things on the right track last year and so sort of picking and choosing what I wanted to keep the same because you know inside the program we knew things were going in the right direction but then it was just trying to find some little nuances that would um, you know take our program to the next level that's the goal you're always each year you come in whether you're new or you're a returning coach you're always trying to get better than you were the year before and so I think having you know Jill Doherty Rob Ray um you know Kari Ellen Johnson is a volunteer for us and um the, th the three of them just kind of bringing some new ideas um I think that's really helped a lot and then you know the girls just kind of approaching it differently as well. And we've talked before about our senior class, but I think their intensity that they bring and, and uh, kind of no messing around when you get to practice when it comes to lacrosse, I really feel like they helped the coaching staff sort of pick and choose what we needed to, to keep the same and then tell us when, like, hey, we need to change, we need to change this up. We need to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, change up our pregame meals and our routines and things like that. So, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the credit goes to them too. You're 1-0 in conference early after beating East Carolina this past weekend, but what did you learn in non-conference play from your team as you're kind of, you know, prepping to go into conference play, as you said, in a new league? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is the resiliency I see out of this group. You know, in the past, we would get down early, and you weren't sure how the team was going to respond. And I think this year, you see, all right, we might get scored on by the opponent the first couple of goals, but it's it's us settling into the game, and there's no panic. It's like, let's step up. Let's go get the next draw. We're good. What's the game plan? And, you know, whether that means the coaches taking a timeout to get us on the right page or just, you know, the, the seniors and the juniors kind of pulling the team together in their small um, side of the ball huddles and, and getting us on the right track. Heading into East Carolina, your team was number one in the country in assists per game. You'd have to think there's a correlation between that, sharing the ball, and winning. But as a coach, does that excite you to see that, that kind of sharing mentality and, and the teamwork on that side of the ball? Yeah, I love that. I think it in my opinion, as a coach, when you see people are assisting or a group is assisting, it's harder to scout. You know, a lot of teams in lacrosse, they're super athletic, really fast, great 1v1 threats. But if they won't pass the ball, you have a certain game plan against them. Not not always you're not always able to stop sure. them but uh, I like the fact that you know we share the ball you don't know who's going to score I mean there have been games this year where we're looking at the stat line and there's 10 and 12 people scoring and I just think that's awesome what about on defense I know you guys are top five and cause turnovers per game so you're kind of wreaking havoc on other offenses uh, as a defensive coach before this I mean does that excite you too yeah I love that <laughs> I mean I I've always been kind of an aggressive 
um, style defensive coach. And, you know, I think this year we're trying to have a good balance of um, some aggressive defenses, some more that are uh, a little bit more centered around the eight meter and trying to have slides really tight. But I've, I'm really impressed with what this defensive unit has done. And I mean, you know, led by Alex Rasmussen, um, our senior. But, you know, we have a lot of young guys playing back there, and um, it's just exciting to see them kind of grow. They played as freshmen, and, you know, uh, Melissa Hawkins and Hallie Regan, and now Nikki Dedino is a first-year starter. But, I mean, those are all sophomores. And to know that those guys are going to be able to play together for three years is pretty exciting. It seems like there's a lot of pieces on offense. You don't really know where your production could come from on a given day. But to have a steady presence like an Emily Matthewson, as a coach, how important is that to kind of have that, particularly from a veteran perspective, on your on your team? It's great because she understands, one, sharing the ball. She understands the fact that she's going to be highlighted in a scout, which means, you know, as you get older, her stats could change a little bit. But what doesn't change is how important she is to the offense because we know she's drawing the top threat defensively. So, you know, a lot of times she's really steady when she gets on the eight meter. She's got an incredible shot. Um, but I think she's been pretty patient this year to recognize that, you know, I got to get my teammates open as well. And that's just as important as me scoring. Is there a group on the field that maybe doesn't show up in the box score from a stat perspective, but you see making impacts kind of each game? Yeah, I, I would say definitely our, our starting um, midfield group. And um, it's Melanie Becker, Julie Blaze, and Gwyn Devin, and, and two seniors and, and a junior. And they've been playing you know, for a number of years for us, and they've played together a lot. And they just, they do the little things. You know, we needed draw controls against ECU. They had some pretty top um, kids in that stat category, and that line just owned it. I mean, Melanie Becker alone had seven draw controls, which was a career high. And, I mean, you know, even when, when things didn't start off well in that game for us, that's sort of what turned the momentum around. And that's what they do. I mean, they might not be scoring, they might not be assisting, but they're the ones making the energy plays that are getting the ball back for us or maybe coming up with the ground ball as someone caused the turnover. And, you know, I just I think they're the energy of our team. I mentioned this earlier, but you had been a head coach previously at Lemoyne College. Am I pronouncing that yep. right? I'm not sure. Um, so you'd had that head coaching experience, uh, been assistant here for, for a few seasons. But how different are you now as a head coach than you were maybe back then? I'm sure you want to grow in different areas and evolve. Um, you look back and you probably probably harken back to that time, too, for some lessons you learned then. But just how different are you now and what do you take from that previous head coaching experience that you use now? I think it's a unique experience to go from a head coach back to an assistant, back to a head coach, because it gives you a little bit of a different perspective versus kind of getting that head coaching job and just staying with it. Um, for me, I feel like the, f the first time, you know, you're kind of a young head coach, you, you think you have all the answers yeah. and, you know, you got to prove everybody, you know, everything. And I think the second time around, you get a little bit older and you realize you never have all the answers, but you always just want to keep growing and making sure that uh, you're, you're just open to new ideas and ever changing because the game is, the players are, um, you know, systems, sets, things like that. So I just, I want to grow every day. I love the sport, um, and I just, you know, I think it's important to, to keep fresh new ideas around, and, and then, you know, I've always said this, I like my balance of, of our staff, because we have we have a really young um, assistant in, in Jill Doherty, and then you, you have Rob Bray, who's been in the, the game for years, and I think, you know, I really like that 
that balance that we have and sitting in the office and throwing ideas around, I think the three of us make each other better every day, and that's really my goal. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Jill just because not only is, is she young, but she played here. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you, you coached her. What's that dynamic like in seeing her kind of evolve as a coach? Oh, she's incredible. I mean, she was, as a volunteer last year, she sold herself as, <laughs> that That was kind of her job interview, right? Yeah. Like, she, she spent the season with us, and she worked so hard. I mean, no one, no one would have thought of her as a volunteer and unfortunately she didn't have the the same time to give of course because she was working a full-time job but you know there's no doubt in my mind that she was the right fit and I think she just grows every single day because of her work ethic and wanting to learn and whether it's from you know Rob or myself or you know anyone in the department she's just such an open um, open-minded person and, and just kind of kind of a sponge and wants to soak everything up so she's been incredible for us. When you look back, kind of change topics a little bit, but when you look back, what initially got you into lacrosse as a player, and then when did you kind of know that coaching might be in your blood? Um, I actually didn't start lacrosse until my ninth grade year. Oh, wow. Um, I was always a kind of soccer, basketball, anything else, and uh, – my friends were playing, so I was like, sure, let's do this. And, you know, you kind of get burnt out of, of some of the other sports when that's what you've done your entire life. And, you know, lacrosse was new and fresh. And I got the opportunity to, to go to North Carolina, which was a dream school of mine. So, um, you know, great experience there. And then really it was just my coaches there, I would say. Um, my assistant at North Carolina ended up getting the head coaching position at Oregon when okay. they – started it started the program my senior year so I ended up um you know like just didn't want to give the game up yet you know you, you graduate college like what am I going to do and go out there to to be a graduate assistant I just fell in love with coaching and being able to you know follow my dream and and never feel like you're going to a day of work <laughs> because you get to you get to focus on lacrosse every single day well, as you guys look ahead to this weekend, heading down to Florida, um, a tough matchup, a ranked Gators squad. What are you looking at goals-wise for your team? Obviously wanting to win, but in terms of details, what do you want your team to accomplish going against the Gators? I want us to execute and play a really clean game. And I think this this weekend is a lot more about Vanderbilt lacrosse than worrying about what the Gators are doing. And, you know, I think each year can be different. And, you know, you can have a great scout and you feel so ready for a team. And, and that's really important, too. And I think this year just feels like, you know, we need to play our game and it needs to be clean. And we can't be turning the ball over. We need to make sure that we're executing our offensive sets and the best looks that, you know, the coaching staff finds against their defense and, and get some good goalkeeping as well. But um, just play a complete 60 minutes, and we really feel strongly we haven't done that yet this year. And we've had some great 20-minute runs and uh, a 10-minute lull, and the goal is getting closer and closer to that full 60-minute game. Well, it's been fun to see you all have a lot of success so far this year and uh, look forward to seeing it continue throughout conference play. Beth Hewitt, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Zach. Many thanks to Beth Hewitt for joining the Commodore Insider Podcast. Keep it on viewcommodores.com this weekend as the doors embark to take on Florida. For Beth Hewitt of Vanderbilt Lacrosse, I'm Zach Ellis of viewcommodores.com. Until next time, anchor down.